Welcome to the In the Light Ministries of Philadelphia Church Sermon of the Week. For more information about this podcast, resources, and other ways to get connected, please visit inthelight.church. Verse 1, Luke chapter 19, verse 1. I'm going to talk to you tonight. I'm going to give you three points real quick. I'm going to just go ahead and throw it to you. The three points. Zacchaeus is the sinner. Say sinner. Jesus is the winner. Say winner. And then they went out to dinner. Say dinner. So it's the sinner, the winner, and the dinner. Amen. Luke chapter 19, verse 1. And Jesus, say Jesus. Entered past through Jericho. We just learned Joshua and Jericho. I love alliteration. There's Jesus and there's Jericho. And behold, there was a man named Zacchaeus. Say Zacchaeus. And he was the chief tax collector. He didn't want you to know that he was a tax collector. He wanted you to know that he was the chief tax collector. Why is that? Because when you were lost like Zacchaeus, you tend to hide behind your title. You don't get to heaven because of a title. You get to heaven because of a testimony. We overcame him by the blood of the lamb and the word of our title, word of our testimony. You're going to say, well, I was a vice president. Okay, of what? Of a bank. Okay. Did you know Jesus? No. You'll go straight to hell. You could say I was the chairman on the armed service committee in Congress. Well, that was good. Did you know Jesus? No. Go straight to hell. You could say I was like on the Supreme Court. You were a staff? No, I was a justice. You had a title. Did you know Jesus? No. You'll go straight to hell. There's a lot of titles in hell, but only a testimony will get you through the gates. Amen. When dad graduated from the FBI Academy, no two fingerprints are ever the same. It is no secret what God can do. What he's done for others, he'll do for you. With arms wide open, he'll pardon you. It is no secret what God can do. I have good news today. You may not believe in God, but God believes in you. And if you don't know the Lord, today's your day. Amen? So he's this chief tax collector. And he was rich. Let me park the car here. He was rich in goods, but he was poor in God. He had a Ferrari, but he didn't have forgiveness. He had a Mercedes and a Maserati, but he was a mess because he didn't know the master. It's not wrong to have a Lexus or a Lambo, but if you die without the Lord, you're lost. He had a house on cribs, but he had never been to the cross. And he had a crisis. Poor is the person whose only wealth is in their wallet. The poorest person on the planet is not the one who had no savings in life. It's the person who had no savior when they died. What would it profit a man to gain the world and lose their own soul? So Zacchaeus was this sinner, and here's the catch. He was the chief tax collector, and he wanted to see who Jesus was, but he could not because of the press. The press. When Christ came to town, there was a crowd every single time. He fed 5,000. He fed 4,000. Let's say there's 218 people on the street, and here's Zacchaeus, the sinner, The press, I say this in love, I've been on Fox News. If CNN calls, I'd like to be on with them. Nine out of ten use it. Are you with me? (laughs) The press, I say this in love, mainstream media today, the press does not want you to see Jesus. They don't want you to get a glimpse of God. They don't want you to look at the Lord. You got a guy that makes $24 million, plays professional ball. 
Hey, what's the secret of your stuff? I just want to tell you my success is in Jesus. We got to cut the commercial. That's how it is. We have lawsuits over a wooden crib at Christmas and lawsuits over a wooden cross. They don't want you to see Jesus. And here's, here's something really interesting. There are no atheists in hell. I didn't misspeak. The moment they slipped an attorney, yeah, they may have been an atheist up here, but the moment they're in hell, everybody's a believer. The problem with hell, once you get in, you don't get out. And the word of the day is hell is too long for you to be wrong. Are you with me? It's getting hot in here. Can I get an amen? So Zacchaeus is short in stature. If he prayed for anything, he said, God, why don't you make me like a foot taller? Aren't you thankful God doesn't give you everything you think you need? One, what you think you may need may kill you. Someone just wins $13.4 million. Do they tie 10%? No. All of a sudden, now they're too good to come to church. They buy a boat that was bigger than their house. And it's not all right to have fun, but I'm telling you, Sunday fun day is in the Lord's house. I may not be invited back, but this was good preaching. Can I get an amen? <laughs> so the wild thing is Zacchaeus is short in stature. Let's say he was 5'2". He probably wished he was a little bit taller. If God made him 6'2", if he didn't know Jesus, he just splits hell a foot taller quicker. <laughs> People always used to brag, well, I fly first class. That's okay. If this thing goes down, you're just going to die 2.4 seconds quicker than me in the back. And if you don't know the Lord, you're still going down. I'm going up. And then we all said, amen. Amen. <laughs> so he's short in stature. He's sophisticated in sinning. He was the cop's cop. He was the teacher's teacher. He was the sinner's sinner. And I'm not trying to throw him under the bus because if I can be frank with you, I was him before I got saved. He had a title, but he didn't have a testimony. He had the goods, but he didn't have God. And he paraded by day as a winner, but his head at the pillow at night like he was a wannabe. He's short in stature. He's sophisticated and sending, and he could not see Jesus because the press, because he was of little stature. And he ran before and climbed up a sycamore tree to see him because he was going to pass that way. Isn't that interesting? Because Jesus is the way, he's the truth, and he's the life. Do you know what the word sycamore tree is? I didn't know this. It meant an unclean tree. Boy, this will preach. So our sin separates us from a holy God. It wasn't the apple in the tree. That wrecked it for humanity. It was the pear on the ground that destroyed it. This is crazy. I've never heard this, but there's nothing new under the sun. Look at your iPhone. If you don't have an OtterBox case, look at the back of your iPhone. We all know it's an apple, but it has a chunk of a mouth bit inside of it. It's a trillion dollar product, and it's almost like benefiting of where Adam and Eve failed humanity. The forbidden fruit. You spend time with God, you'll see some things that a lot of people overlook. But it wasn't the apple in the tree. It was the pear on the ground that wrecked it. But where Adam and Eve failed at one tree, Jesus the Christ picked up the ball at another tree where he died for you and me. Amen? So he's short in stature. He's sophisticated in sinning. And all of a sudden, Satan is probably whispering, hey, he's no big deal. This Jesus is coming to town. He's not a big deal. I'm telling you, I didn't quit my government job because Jesus is not a big deal. He's the biggest deal and the biggest game in town. Do you know what the NFL stands for? It means not for long. Here today, you're fired tomorrow. 
It's true. I've been a chaplain now for three Olympians. I've invited Mike and his wife to come with me to Tokyo. We saw 1,054 people get saved at the Rio Games in 2016. We led three Uber people to Jesus. Are you with me? Gold is temporal. God is eternal. The interesting thing is Zacchaeus was told to play it cool. Maybe you're here today and there's a few of you. Maybe, just not 100% sure. You haven't nailed down your salvation with the one who was nailed on the cross for you. And maybe you're thinking, play it cool. Can I say this in love? Don't play it cool. Because if you try to play it cool and you miss Jesus, it only gets hot in hell. Today's your day. Jesus said, today's the day of salvation. He didn't say Tuesday. He didn't say Thursday. He didn't say tomorrow. He said, today is the day of salvation. If I had a chance to put up a, a big check and pastor was here and I was here, everyone come up here now, get a check for 34.7 million. You come now, it's all yours. Not a single one of you would sit in your seat. Oh, but when it comes to the free gospel, oh, well, I want to just sleep on it a little bit. I want to do it my way. By the way, the song My Way, Frank Sinatra and Elvis sang it, but it's the national anthem of hell. And the record shows I took the blows and did it my way. No, you can do it God's way or you can do it your way, but God's way is where it's at. Amen. So he's short in stature, he's sophisticated in sinning, and Jesus is coming to town. And all of a sudden, it's not a president coming to town. It's not a prime minister coming to town. It's not a pope coming to town. It ain't Beyonce coming to town. It ain't Jay-Z coming to town. It's J.C. coming to town. We tend to worship the creature more than the creator. The answers aren't in the stars of Hollywood. They're in the sun of heaven. And guys, I'm telling you, why don't we worship the one who made the one? Are you with me? And the interesting thing is so little kids are now going on the shoulders of the parents and they're trying to see the Savior. And they're trying to look at the Lord and they're trying to get a glimpse of God. But because he's short in stature and he's sophisticated in sinning, he can't see the Savior coming down the street. And all of a sudden, desperate people get desperate things. And he's like a teen on a trampoline. And he's trying to see God, but he can't see him in the natural. I had so many people tell me, Frank, if I could just see Jesus, I would come to him. It wouldn't be faith if you saw him. Without faith, it's impossible to please God. There were some folks who actually saw him and still didn't believe him. And guys, that's why I'm telling you, the greatest ministry is not what we say Sunday. It's how you live Monday when everybody's watching. A lot of people think it's the platform and they think it's the title, but no, it's the testimony. Some of the most godly people I know is the janitor. I'm serious. The Bible says many who are first will be last. Many who are last will be first. You know, my first paid church job, I was the janitor at First Baptist Waldorf, Maryland. They've been calling me white trash for 32 years. Can I get an amen? But you know what? When I pushed that broom, I pushed it as if I was an ambassador for Jesus. And Martin Luther King said, if you work on the streets, clean the streets better than anybody's ever swept them. And guys, I'm telling you, a lot of people want to be on TBN, but they don't want to clean the toilets. I'm not dropping names. I was on TBN last week in Costa Mesa, California, and I was still willing to clean the toilets in the studio. You can't speak to millions if you're not willing to touch a few. 
Recently, 30 days ago, I was honored to minister to President Daniel Ortega. I'm not dropping names. That's a communist country. But I wouldn't have ministered to heads of state if I turned my back on everyone that lives in my state. Everybody needs Jesus. Until you love on the janitor, you won't have nothing to say to the Joint Chiefs of Staff. Until you're kind to the custodian, you may not become the CEO. It ain't the title, it's the testimony. And we don't need another preacher, but we all need to become reachers. If God could use me to bring 22 at 10, he can use you to bring one next week to church. Can you imagine if everybody brought one next week? Pastor would have a heart attack. We'd all have to go pray for him. If you all brought two people, bam, you're in a building fund. I'm not really sharp, but each can reach. He's short in stature. He's sophisticated in sinning, and he can't see the Savior on the street. So he now starts sprinting towards this sycamore, and this is where it gets good, but this is where it gets God. He goes up, up a tree, goes out on a limb, and when's the last time you've done something? Philadelphia, where you went out on a limb for God. He's already using it. Look at this. This is not normal. Do you know it is a fact that only 8% of pastors in America will ever speak more to 300 at a time on a Sunday? You guys are the minority, and you and your church and your pastor are doing it big. Let's give each other one last round of applause. But watch this. With seven billion on the planet, now's not the time to let our foot off the gas. And the words of Smokey and the Bandit, we have a long ways to go and a short time to get there. So he's short in stature. He climbs up a tree, and David Koresh was the wacko in Waco. Do you remember that? This guy's the sicko in the sycamore. Can I get an amen? amen? People thought he was crazy going out on the limb. I used to think I wasn't crazy until lost people said I was crazy. Oh, he's crazy. No, you don't look like Jesus until your own Christian people think, oh, he's lost it now. <laughs> How many people you know would get on a plane to fly to Pakistan by themselves? Raise your hand. I know one or two of you would, Mike would, Pastor would. But you know what? It's a calling. And he said it best, there's nothing safer than being in the will of God. And if I go down, I was lifting him up. He's short in stature, he's sophisticated in sinning, and he branches out and watch this. Jesus fed 5,000, he fed 4,000, and now he's getting ready to have dinner for two. Show God your faith and I'll show you God's favor. Flavor, Baskin Robbins, flavor, F-L-A-V-O-R. Flavor is a taste made by man, favor is one touch from God. Amen? Oh, he touched me. One touch. And here's a word. A lot of people are trying to get somebody's endorsement. No, when you are anointed by God, you don't need an endorsement by man. Amen? It ain't the title. It's the testimony of the Trinity. So he goes out on a limb and Jesus fed 5,000. So Jesus is the winner, Zacchaeus is the sinner, and I'm gonna go as fast as I can. You say, Frank, so like, what are we up against? Let me just tell you about Zacchaeus. See, a lot of people think my sin's not as bad as the sin of the other person I know, and like, she's really bad and he's really bad. No, number one, just because your sin ain't my sin doesn't mean I'm less than a sinner than you. And then number two, watch this. Some people think like, we're gonna get in if my good works outweigh my bad. No, 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 no. See, false religion is trying to work your way to heaven. Jesus left heaven and worked his way to you. 
See, false religion is putting a ladder on the wrong side of the wall and it says you got to do this and you got to do that and you got to do that. And I say this in love, that's a bunch of doo-doo. Are you with me? Do, do, do. No, Jesus said it's done. It is finished. And it ain't about you working. It's about you worshiping the one who worked all the way for you. That's the gospel. It's not about you being so good. It's about Jesus being so God. Amen. Let me tell you real quick about hell. They asked four little kids, two African-Americans, an Asian, and a Hispanic, two boys, two girls, elementary school. What are you afraid of? The one little kid, as cute as a kid, could say, I'm afraid of the dark. The other one said, I'm afraid of fire. Someone said, I'm afraid of falling. And the little Asian girl said sweetly, I'm afraid of snakes. The mouth of babes, those four kids just painted perfectly what hell will look like. <laughs> afraid of the dark. Do you know there's no light in hell? Outside of the little embers of the lake of fire, there is no light in hell. Why? Because the light of the world does not exist there. Why would you say, have you ever been on a roller coaster? It's 83 feet up in the air. It goes down on an angle, 77 miles an hour. You throw up yesterday's lunch, the morning's breakfast. The poor guy behind you is a mess. And then all of that is in his mouth. Are you with me? And I don't care if even if you like to corkscrew and you go underwater and you do six loops, even if you're a roller coaster enthusiast, I'm telling you, have you ever had a dream where you feel like you're falling and you don't wake up? And all of a sudden you're just praying to God, I just hope this roller coaster like kicks back up because I'm like getting ready to die. Are you with me? Now, when you think of hell, it's not only total darkness, it's, <laughs> it's an elevator shaft that never stops. It goes faster and faster. And why doesn't it not stop? Why is it always falling? Because Matthew chapter 7, the wise man built his house on a rock. There's a foundation with Jesus. It falls with Satan. So not only are you in total darkness, and not only are you faster than a Ferrari with no brakes, all of a sudden, then someone sees the flames. And I wish I could be bold to you, and I wish someone would come up to me. Okay, we're going to film a Hollywood movie right here. And all of a sudden, let's try to... Bar a cigarette, and I'm going to start to light my pinky right about here. Four seconds go by, I'm out of my mind. But I'm trying to be cool. But I'm married, so I don't got to press any more women. But when I was single, you would do some dumb things to catch a girl's attention. Oh, I'm strong. Eight seconds. You're like steam coming out of your ears. It's turning gray. It's turning purple. It's black. Nothing like putrid smell of skin burning. It's sick. EMTs and fire people will tell you, once you smell burnt flesh, you can't get it out of your nostrils. And you begin to melt. 12 seconds, this finger's on fire. And someone says, oh, well, let me help Frank out. And you throw a bunch of gasoline, <laughs> the whole thing's on fire, and there's not a fire suit in Hollywood. They don't scream cut. They don't shoot you out with the flames. And all of a sudden, you're screaming at the top of your lungs. But it doesn't burn for a second. It doesn't burn for a minute. It doesn't burn for an hour. It doesn't burn for a day. It doesn't burn for a decade. It doesn't burn for a century. It burns forever and ever and ever. And you're praying to God that you die but you don't die once you're in hell. And you're falling and you're on fire and you're faster than a Ferrari. And if you could see anything, when you finally see, it would almost take your heart away and you're staring at a snake because Satan is symbolic of a serpent. And you could say, well, Frank, I wish you'd preach something other than that. I wish to God I could preach something other than this. Because the whole gospel is not just the streets of gold, it's the fire of hell. It's the whole thing. And a lot of people try to water down Jesus. And you guys don't do that, but that's why God's blessed you. But here's the thing. 
Hell is too long to be wrong. And people say, why do you kiss your family to say goodbye, to go to a bunch of strangers to see more people saved? Because Jesus preached nine times more on hell than he did on heaven. The Muslims need Jesus. Africans need Jesus. Asians need Jesus. Republicans need Jesus. Democrats need Jesus. Homeless need Jesus. Hollywood need Jesus. And if you believe Jesus died for the world, you can't keep him to yourself. You know what the greatest community of all time? It is not the Hyatt. It will be heaven. And number two, the greatest party of all time is heaven, not hell. You know, a lot of times you read the news and think it's going to be beaches, babes, beer, and bikinis. Are you with me? Everyone thinks it's going to be a big party. Oh, I'd rather be a sinner in hell than a saint in heaven. That is a lie from the pit of hell. Do you know people are going to be screaming so loud? There's no community in hell. I told you it looked like a marriage, but you get up on it, it's a mirage. Satan is the father of lies. It was deceitful. And once you're in, you're going to realize, man, your grandmother was right. But once you're in, you don't get out. But I have good news. I say this in love. If one person could be anywhere in the world who's under the carpet in hell today, they would give everything to sit one last sermon where you do right now. And I'm just telling you, we're going to give an altar call in about eight minutes. But when we do, if you're not 100% sure you're saved, today's the day. I wouldn't risk all the golden Fort Knox to live 24 hours without Jesus. So he's short in stature. He's sophisticated in sinning. Zacchaeus is the sinner. Say sinner. Jesus is the winner. Say winner. People ask, is Jesus a man or was Jesus God? He was both. He left heaven to come to earth. You put humanity and divinity in a blender and made a milkshake, what poured out was Jesus the Christ. He's not a good way to heaven. He's the only way to heaven. The first time he came, he came as a kid. The next time he comes, he's the king of all kings. The first time he came, he was the rejected cornerstone. The next time he comes, he's the rock of all ages. The first time he came, he carried a cross. The next time he comes, he's carrying the whole government on his shoulders. The first time he came, he came on a humble donkey. The next time he comes, he's on a winning racehorse. The first time he came, he stood silently before Pontius Pilate. The next time he comes, Pontius Pilate, Muhammad, and Confucius is going to stand before him. They say, well, was he a man or God? He was both. If he wasn't a man, who was that babe born in Bethlehem's barn? But if he wasn't God, why did 10,000 angels sing at that baby's birth? When he was born, <laughs> crack the calendar. B.C. to A.D. I love Beyonce. She's amazing. But she didn't crack the calendar when that girl was born. Muhammad didn't crack the calendar. Buddha didn't crack the calendar. Jesus the Christ. There's something about that name. If he wasn't a man, who was that had hungered in the wilderness? But if he wasn't God, who fed 5,000 with that little kid's lunch? If he wasn't a man, who was that on the cross? He cried, I thirst. But if he wasn't God, who told the woman at the well, drink from me, you'll never thirst again. If he wasn't a man, who was that dead for three days in Joseph Arimathea's tomb? But if he wasn't God, why is that tomb in Jerusalem empty? 
I was just there. It's the only tourist attraction in the whole wide world where folks come from miles around, stand in line, and look at absolutely nothing because we don't serve a dead God. We serve the living Lord. Give him some praise. Amen. I'm going to go real fast. Zacchaeus is the sinner, and here came the winner. Can you imagine if you were like the least likely kid in sixth grade? And your friends haunted you and they tortured you and they mocked you and they teased you on social media. And all of a sudden, the prettiest girl in eighth grade, two years older than you, saw what happened and put a stop to it. Put her arm around you and she said, he's with me. That's what Jesus did for Zacchaeus. He had a title, but he didn't have a testimony. He had goods, but he didn't have God. He'd been with the house on cribs, but he had yet to be to the cross. And now he's staring at Christ. And Jesus comes up to that tree, the sinner, but here comes the winner. And here's the word, community. When the world walked out, my God walked up. He's looking up at that tree, and I believe Jesus laughed, not making fun of him. I say this respectfully. If you're trusting in any false God, you might as well talk to a wall because it's dead. You talk to Jesus. He talks back. And he looked up at that tree, the sinner and the winner, and he said, Zacchaeus, come down, and today I want to have supper at your house. So this is like the class clown with the quarterback of the high school. Are you with me? The one no one wanted to be with is now invited to hang out with the one everyone wanted to be with. I don't know if you remember seeing the movie 16 Candles with Molly Ringwald. At the end of that movie, the most handsome dude, he doesn't show up in a Pinto. He showed up in a Porsche, a 944, red. You got anything to do tonight? You talking to me? <laughs> Jesus said, I have an offer you can't refuse. That will preach. Are you with me? He comes out of the tree and Zacchaeus, Zacchaeus was this sicko in the sycamore. He's in an unclean tree and watch this. True leadership will never ask you to do something they're not willing to do. And Jesus said, Zacchaeus, come out. And he jumps out of that tree and watch this. Jesus started following Zacchaeus to his house. Not because he didn't know where he lived. Zacchaeus was already on his radar. Jesus followed Zacchaeus to his house that one day Zacchaeus could follow Jesus when he died to his heavenly home. And the women will get this. Zacchaeus didn't have time to windex the windows that didn't exist, shampoo the carpet that they didn't even have. He didn't have time to get it right. If you're here today trying to get right before you meet Jesus, you will be left out. It ain't about you cleaning up. It's about you confessing up and that will preach. When you repent, there's relief and there's a reward. And that's when you'll have respect. You have identity, you have community, you have a victory because now you've met the Trinity. Now watch this. Zacchaeus comes out and people are like, <clears throat> in case you didn't know God, like this guy is a sinner. They thought it was a complaint. That was a compliment. What kind of savior would Jesus be if he didn't hang out with sinners? He hung out with them, but he didn't act like them. He was still the life of the party, but I'll say it again. When you know the king of kings, you don't need the king of beers. 
Be a light in the dark. Give hope to who are hurting. Point the way when everyone has a dead end. And it's not always preach, 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 but you can reach, reach, reach. They tell me Jesus was 33 when he died. Three square meals a day, 365 days a year. Let's say he had about 30-some thousand meals. Technically, he should have sat every single meal by himself because when you break it down, no one was worthy to sit at Jesus' table. But because he's a friend to sinners, he fed 5,000, fed 4,000. He said, no, Zacchaeus, today a dinner for two. The first happy meal of all time was not McDonald's. It was with Jesus. <laughs> the Bible says that he received Jesus joyfully. What's joy? Jesus first, others second, yourself last. There's no joy outside of Jesus. There's no community without Christ. And there's no identity if you don't know Emmanuel. The Bible doesn't say what they had the day the sinner and the Savior had supper. When the man and the master had a meal. When a guy and God got grub. But I know what was on the menu of the master. When the master met the man who was a mess. You know what the Lord had the Lord loves leftovers. Be careful who you discount because my God paid full price. I'm done. Watch this. The center, the winner, the dinner. The reason Jesus came up to the tree, an unclean tree, and saw an unclean man and said, Zacchaeus, come down for supper. Jesus knew by Zacchaeus coming down for supper, Jesus would return at another unclean tree, not for supper, but to suffer. The Bible said, he that knew no sin became sin. And Jesus climbed up another unclean tree at Calvary where he died for you and me. In Chicago, Illinois, for 40 years outside of Oprah Studio and the Bulls and the Bears Stadium, the number one tourist attraction in all of Chicago was a bar called the Gates of Hell. And neon lights, it would flicker the Gates of Hell. A businessman in South Carolina was flying to the Windy City and all his lost friends said, Whoa! you're going to Chicago. It wasn't to see dub bears or dub bulls. They said, you need to get a beer for me. You got to go to the gates of hell and drink one for me and buy a shirt. And he said, I'll do it. Here's a word. Don't let lost people be more loyal than you as a Christian. If you tell someone you're going to do it, you better do it. Because your word is your bond. If it's legal, do it. And God's word never contradicts itself. If you tell God you're going to do it, you do it. And watch this. He said, I'll do it. He's there four days, three nights. So on his last day to honor his promise with his buddies in South Carolina, he came up to one of Chicago's finest. And he asked the cop on the corner, can you tell me how to get to the gates of hell? And they said, son, you're actually pretty close. 
You'll go down two streets and make a right. Go down three streets, you'll make a left. I'll give you a landmark. There's a huge church on the corner. It takes up a city block, and it's called Calvary Baptist Church. He said, right next to the church on the same side of the street, in the neon lights, is the bar, the gates of hell. And then he said, son, if you walk past Calvary, you'll end up at the gates of hell. And then he took a step back and almost wiped away what looked like a tear. And he said, but son, if you stop at Calvary, you don't have to go to the gates of hell. 2,000 years ago, the American dream has turned into a nightmare. The American dream has gone from rags to riches, but Jesus went from riches to rags. He went from Beulah land to Bethlehem to be the bruised and battered lamb that taketh away the sins of the world. He went from worshiped above to rejected below. He went from a mansion to a manger. He went from the throne to a crown of thorns, and he went from a crib straight to the cross, and he died that you could live. He had it all, lost it all, and today in Philly, you could inherit it all. Not because you worked for it, but you said, God, I don't have a chance until you showed up at my tree. And I found out you died for me. And I'm going to stick with you for all of eternity. And if you're here today and not 100% sure you're going to heaven, today's your day. I'm going to ask right now that everybody stand to their feet. Draw an imaginary circle around yourself. The most important two minutes of the service. If someone wants to play something soft, they can. We're going to keep going. With heads bowed, eyes closed, draw an imaginary circle around yourself. I believe in elementary school, leave no child behind. But right now, it's just you and God. Hell is too long to be wrong. If you have a slight doubt, please repeat this prayer after me today. You want to know why the Bible was written? 1 John 5, 13 says, These things I've written unto you who believe on the name of the Son of God that you may know you have everlasting life. He didn't die that you could hope it. He died that you could know it. Thank you for listening to the Sermon of the Week. Subscribe to our podcast and social media outlets to be kept up to date with everything going on at Indolite Ministries in Philadelphia.